What's up everybody, Hollywood Cole here. Today we are going to uh, give you guys a little bit of an update about what's going on in the video game news. We're going to talk about how the E3 got accidentally leaked, some of the games up and coming from that, also how uh, Sega just can't seem to make uh, any good decisions. So uh, just sit back, relax, and enjoy. What is going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the H&K Video Game Experience. We are glad you can join us. This is Hollywood Cole here with Clearfire yet again. Welcome back, man. Glad you're not sick this time. I am so glad I'm not sick. I can finally actually talk. I was almost a week and a half, almost two weeks where I had almost no voice. It was terrible. Yeah, we had a good time doing the Street Fighter one, but uh, I think you could have added a lot to it. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit, but... Uh, we'll get you. We'll get in there with Coach again. Edgy's cool with doing another one as well. So look forward to uh, some more podcasts with some more of those guests as some of our uh, fan favorites there. And uh, we'll get something out as soon as we can with that. Come up with a topic that everybody can agree on. And uh, thinking about doing a kind of thing to where we play a retro game. We kind of uh, announce one like let's just say, I mean whatever. We just did Ninja Turtles. Say Ninja Turtles, and then we all play it for a week, and then just kind of get our experience on that. That's more of a kind of a review a little bit, um, but something something that might be interesting. What do you think about that? I'm cool with that. That that'd be fun. But um, I'm kind of getting burned out on some of the games I'm playing, so that'd be a good change of pace. Yeah, it it could be good. Uh, so anyway, there's a lot of good news that we're going to talk about today, and that's what we're going to kind of cover today. Just some stuff in the news. We we did it. The last news that we did was 30 November. Yeah, and I think I think we had a big plan wow. to do it every month, do a news one or something. But uh, we've had to slow down on the podcast a little bit, and uh, we're starting to pick back up. We just had to do a temporary hiatus where we were like every other week or every three weeks or so. But now we're trying to get back to at least once every uh, ten days or so if we can. Uh, so um, that one once a month news had kind of been pushing at that point. Otherwise, we just do news only. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So we're glad to get out there. There's a lot of stuff on the news, um, and I saw that we, there's a lot of stuff that we post to our Facebook for the news. Mm-hmm. And um, so, uh, what do you, you got? Anything else, man? What have you been up to since we hadn't heard from you in a while? Death, death. death I had been... plague. I had the plague running through me. That's about the only thing. I've just been trying to recover. I mean, there's really not much else I can say. Um, I've touched video games a little bit, but you know, even while being sick, usually I used to play video games while I was sick. This time. Dude, I almost had pneumonia, so it was like the worst sickness I've had in a while, and so I just, I pretty much laid up in the bed. Yeah. You didn't get, didn't go to work or anything? Uh, no, I didn't go to work for a while, because um, I went and did that uh, conference in St. Louis, came back from it, and then got sick, and so I was pretty much down for, uh, out of work for a week and a half, almost two weeks. Is that like a normal, t- so... Is that a normal sickness time for you? Because that seems like excessive. Is that like because it's stuff that stands from no, you young or way, way excessive more than normal. Um, the it, basically all the fluid in my 
sinuses draining down, it actually started draining into my lungs. And so I almost got pneumonia from it. So I just had to hunker down and not do anything and hopefully cough it up. So, yeah. But yeah, the pneumonia part does does span from my childhood. Uh, when I, before I actually moved to Forest and met you, uh, I was actually in the hospital four times in one year for pneumonia. So that just means you're more susceptible to way more. Yeah, my your lungs my are more immune... sensitive. <clears throat> yeah, anytime I get sick, it automatically starts draining into my chest, and so I have to be extremely careful. This time, it just it happened literally overnight. It was like I said, it's the worst I've ever had 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 in the past probably fifteen years. Yeah. So, but I'm on the men's. I'm finished up my antibiotic today, so I had to take it for fourteen days. That was how bad it was. So, jeez, dude. Yep. Well, um, so before we got on, Edward, uh, you said something about you've been playing a little bit of Destiny. You're gonna do a you're gonna do a fireside chat. So let's go ahead and what's so what are we gonna do? What's the fireside chat? So fireside chat's a lot like what Hollywood Cole did with his uh, smooth ramblings where um, I'm going to get a chance to basically give you a podcast of just me talking about either a game, something going on in the news, uh, about gaming, something like that, and just diving deeper into it, giving you a little more uh, a little more opinionated view on it. I probably might be a little more harsh than what I am on the normal podcast just because that's where I'm going to kind of let go a little bit. So if I let go a little too far, I will put a uh, parental warning on it. Hopefully it won't be that far, but uh, it will be me a little more uncut and a little more raw on some outlooks on some games. And the first one I'm going to do is my review of the DLC from Destiny 2 that just dropped, Warmind. And boy, I've already got some words about that. So so you've played it'll be, four of the 12 missions already? Is incorrect. That... I have played two of the four missions. Oh, there, are only four, like, wow. there are only four story missions in this new DLC. I'm just, uh, yeah. And does that surprise anybody? Yes and no. I mean, oh, so I, I didn't keep ho- up with it. So did, you, did they say it's going to be more this time? What was the hype train behind this one? What was well, this supposed hype- to do? The hype train was just more of trying to get it aligned with more of like well, the way Destiny 1 was. And the first thing I noticed was when I'm playing it, of course they reskin the hive in this one and say that they're special frozen hive. Now they have <laughs> ice on them. Oh yeah, stupid. It's it's ridiculous. So, but <laughs> oh but when gosh, I'm sitting there play, when I'm sitting hilarious. there playing it and the first little thrall that runs up to me, I'm like did they forget to add graphics to this thing? This looks like, you know, PS3, maybe even PS2 graphics. You know, it was just a terrible character model. It looks bad. I just put a post up not too long ago on Instagram that was uh, of Tobey Maguire when he played Spider-Man putting glasses on and off. Yeah, and so it was just so funny because he's like putting his glasses on and off and it says, quote unquote, new enemies and it's that thrall and you can see right there how bad the graphics are from... It it regressed from D1 to D2, so that's what kills me. It's like, why are we having such this regression? And that's been my whole gripe about D2. It's been nothing but a regression in every aspect. Yes, there are some graphics that make it look fantastic, but when you get down to the character models, the character models are actually pretty crappy. 
So nice. you'll get to hear me. You'll get to hear me rant about that more on the fireside chat, and that'll that'll be coming out soon. I'm gonna try to play. So what I want to do before I do the fireside chat is I want to play through all of the Warmind uh, story missions because that's to me to me the story missions I like that. I like the story playing story and playing a game like that. And then I'm gonna play their new thing called Escalation Protocol, which is supposed to be pretty fun from what I understand. It's kind Elders. of a so it's kind of a Prison of Elders and it's kind of not. Um, you know where you had Prison of Elders and you had the different levels that you had to go through and everything yep. to get to the final boss and have that fight? Well, it's kind of that same theory, but it's more of a a wave-type fighting enemies where you're sitting in a spot and wave one comes at you, then wave two, then wave three, you know, and more and more enemies come each time. And so not so much as Prison of Elders because you did go to separate places each time. You know, throughout it, and it wasn't just this so mass like. So it's Prison of Elders, but only one section of Prison of Elders over and over again. Basically, yeah, and it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a lot of fun because the way they've set it up is is you can go in with your fire team of three, like you know, with three people like normal, but then it's in a public event area, so you can have other people that are just in your <coughs> excuse me in, my, in your local server come in and actually participate with you. So I mean, it, you can have up to. It's kind of like a blend between Prison of Elders and Archeon's Forge. So it's kind of like a blend between those two. But with waves and waves and waves of enemies. So it's kind of, it's, it's a neat concept. I do look forward to playing that because that seems like that might be fun. But they did initiate a lot of different things to the game that, yes, I like and yes, I don't. I do like the fact that you have to do in-game activities now to get to top level. You can't hit which is the top, top light level now is 385. You can't get to 385 without doing in-game activities. You have to do in-game activities now to get it. Or you can't the other get way? It. Oh, God. In D2, you could basically just play the game and get there. You could get Blue Ingrams. You could get all the way up to top level. But you're you know, still I saw some, doing in-game activities. So what uh-uh. do you mean? To get, the in-game in activities is like it's like raid trials of Osiris. Uh, Escalation Protocol might be part of that, but I don't even think Escalation Protocol is part of that. But the um, but I think all, the only way that you can get up there is through the raid, through trials, or through the milestone activities that you do each week. You, oh, so you said end game. I thought you said end. I thought you said end game, like I end game. No, E N D. E N D. Like end. Yeah, that's the way game. it's supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely. that's the way it's supposed to be. But before before this DLC, it wasn't like that. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, that was uh, and terrible. so that that was it was terrible. It was just a it was t- it's total crap. And so so is this um, the now, second DLC that's out for this. It? This is the second DLC. So so, uh, so now we the, got the new t- Taken King type coming. Basically, out, basically, right? and they and they even and they even are playing with it like that too. So I'm just like, oh gosh, this is just gonna be. This one's gonna fix everything. Yeah, it's it's. it's <laughs> I'm not. I'm not too happy with the direction. And everything. I mean, it's just. Why are we having to relive it? You know. But oh, I don't want to get too. Right. I don't want to get too deep on your fireside chat. Thunder. Yeah, I don't want to get too deep into it because it's it's gonna. But I was just interested know. in it because I don't. I haven't gotten it since the base game. Um, that was enough for me to say, yeah, I'm not gonna be fooled by this uh, nonsense here. And I was kind of feeling that way at D1 until Taken King came out, and I said, okay, they figured it out, and then. The other expansions were just kind of like meh. They were okay, and uh, 
and then when D2 came out, and it was just a rehash of year one Destiny, it's like, wow, you learned nothing and implemented nothing. Why are you going backwards? And so I was done with it. I figured it was just a cash grab, which it pretty much is. And so uh, never got any of the new expansions. But so you have the season pass is why you're getting all the expansions. So how deep, exactly. how deep does it go? Is this your last one? This is my last one. So it, it, I, I really don't think I'm going to – I don't think I'm going to jump on the train in September – and get and, and pay the forty dollars to get more. I, I think I'm gonna leave it as is right now because I'm just not happy with the state of it. So I, I'm I, and like I said, I'll delve delve more in that on the fireside chat. But yeah, it's 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 not looking good for me to continue playing Destiny. I've had a lot more fun playing Monster Hunter World, and if they keep on doing what they're doing with that game, then I'm gonna stay with that one for quite a while. So. Yeah, cool. And then plus, and plus two this fall, there's a ton of games coming out too. So yep. And uh, there's uh, I look forward to hearing that fireside chat about that. I mean, but what we're going to talk about today, the news. There's just it's hard to justify playing a game that's just so mediocre. Uh, from what I'm about to say, from my part of the news, if you don't say it, but anyway, I don't know. We don't know what we're going to say of each other's news, so that's that's designed on purpose so we can ask questions or whatever. So, uh, what do you got, man? You want to go ahead and jump into it? Yeah, I'll jump into it. Jump flat into it. Um, I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna jump into it with a big one right off the bat. Uh, Nintendo Switch is getting hit with a patent infringement lawsuit. Yeah. So that's a big, big, big bad thing. Uh, the company uh, Games Vice wants to actually put a ban on Nintendo's uh, Nintendo importing Switches. So if that happens, then that means there's no more Nintendo Switches for us, and that's a, that's a big issue. Considering that uh, in its first eight months, it outsold what uh, the PlayStation 4 did. PlayStation 4 did around 14 million units in its first uh, eight months, if I'm not mistaken, remembering the numbers. And the Nintendo Switch did 17 million. So, I mean, and we're still looking at, we're still within the first year of the Nintendo Switch, or we're right at, we're right at the cusp of it being out, uh, uh, right out of year. So... I mean, this is big news. You know, if they if they hit and they land with it, then that means that you know Nintendo is taking a huge, huge slap. Yeah, uh, I don't know much about the infringement. Or it's probably something with the. Uh, I know that. Let's just try to think here for a minute. I know that somebody tried to sue them at one point for saying that. Uh, you know, we've had the Joy Cons that can hook onto the side of your iPhone or something along those lines for a long time, and you just copied us. And they're just trying so that's to- so that's kind of where it's where it's playing from. Games uh, Games Vice has this device called the WikiPad out. They've had it out. They 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 released it five years ago. Basically, it's a it's a frame that goes around any tablet that you have. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. I didn't look too far into it. I was just reading more of the details of what's going on. And basically, you lock your pad in, and now you've got controller style for your games that you get on Android or iPad or whatnot. You know, so it really wasn't a gaming device. It was just more to make gaming on your phone a little more comfortable or on your tablet a little more comfortable. But they say that the whole thing of them being able to uh, detach that off and on of that tablet is where their patent infringement's coming in. I've seen the device. It's one solid piece. It's not two separate controllers or anything. So... It's like, where are you really getting this whole thing of you're infringing on our patent? You know, I don't get it because 
from what I was reading in, in this article, and I'll post the article up after you know since we're now talking about it. Um, but on the article, it was like, well, if this happens and they actually get um, you know they get ruled in favor of the patent infringement, then you're looking at a case of where the person that originally designed the first controller can sue everybody that's ever made a controller from then on out because it's just like most controllers have all of the same concepts of joysticks, uh, the directional pad, the buttons, and the and the bumper buttons and all of that. So, I mean, they all have basically the same components, just all in different, you know, configurations. And so they're talking about, you know, how, you know, how is there, how is a Games Vice lawsuit going to do anything good for them um considering that 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 when you look at the two devices it's like they don't really resemble each other other than the fact of when they're clicked onto the tablets you know whereas nintendo switch is a full-blown gaming system the uh, the wiki pad that they have is just a device to click on a paraphernalia to click on to your tablet that you already have your android tablet or whatnot and so it's 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 a real sketchy thing but we'll see what comes out of it. Um, they they contacted. They started off in the fall, if I'm not mistaken, with an actual lawsuit, uh, trying to get any type of legal thing done, and then uh, it kind of got thrown out uh, just off the top because there was really uh, it, it wasn't a true lawsuit at that point. So they turn around and they contact the uh, patent office and they get the patent office to start investigating Nintendo. So that's where they're at right now is with the patent office investigating Nintendo for possible patent infringement. So if they find anything, then of course they're going to move forward with the lawsuit. If they don't find anything, that's just going to fall to the wayside. And most likely what's going to happen and what I feel like ha- is going to happen, Nintendo is going to say, here, here's a bunch of money, leave me alone. Well, that's what they're and, trying to So there's two things that could be happening. They're either trying to get a settlement like that which is probably the most likely, but just because it, you know, the the uh, patent is not necessarily going to be on the controller itself. It's what they call like a utility patent, where they uh, our patent is on the ability to hook on controllers to some type of portable device in a screen. Exactly. So that's the utility of it. And so if Nintendo says, "No, we did, we're doing it," and they say, "Yeah, you can't do that without our approval," or so on and so forth. If it's legitimate, then they're going to settle. If it's not, I mean. You know, whatever. But I doubt it slows Nintendo down, uh, my personal opinion. Well, let's but. hope not. I mean, let's hope not, but you never know. I mean, it just really depends on what, you know, what a judge decides to say if it goes to court. You know, if it doesn't go to court and it stays within just the investigation, then one of two things will happen. Either the patent office will find that there's not enough... Um, what evidence to go forward to say that they that Nintendo actually infringed on any patent, or they'll or Nintendo will just get tired of it going on and say, "Look, here's you some money, go away." So it's one of those two things are going to happen. Yeah, I mean, big companies like that get sued all the time just for people trying to grab money. That's why they got a team of lawyers waiting for that crap. I mean, yep. GTA Five got sued by um, what's her name, uh, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, because the picture of the girl. Oh, that's me. And they're like, no, we took it from this girl here. We already had, you know, but. Well, you had that, and then you had uh, The Last of Us had that happen with uh, the girl that played in Juno. I can't even think of her name yeah, now. it does she, look like her, though. Well, yeah, it does look like her, but still she had no merit on it. There was no proof. They, they, you know, they didn't, on the lawsuit, they didn't prove anything. So, but it's one of those things where, 
who knows how it's going to turn out, you know, but it's just something to keep your eye out on the news because if something does happen in a negative way, then Nintendo is going to be greatly affected by this. And speaking of the Switch, something that I saw today um, that's kind of exciting for me that actually is driving me towards really, really considering purchasing a Switch is Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate is coming out for the Switch. It's a special Monster Hunter, no other thing. Yeah, it's, so it's like um, Monster Hunter Generations that was on um, the 3DS, the Nintendo 3DS. Okay. Um, that one is, it's this, it's basically in essence the same game, just with everything in it. You can actually trans, transport your save from the 3DS over to the Switch, so you really wouldn't have to start over anything. But since Nintendo was actually the one that kind of helped keep Monster Hunter from dying off, because from what I understand is Sony originally had Monster Hunter, and they started jacking up the developer prices for the people that were developing Monster Hunter for Capcom. And they ended up, you know, almost not being able to put out a new Monster Hunter at one time. And that whenever they switched over to the Nintendo was when Nintendo came in and said, hey, we can do it for a lesser price. Come on over here. We'll, we'll let you develop it, develop it over here. So it's just yeah. been one of those things. And, and it looked really cool because it's like, you know, I like all these crazy monsters. And they're allowing you to either play it solo or online with people, kind of like with what uh, Monster Hunter World is doing now. So that's a good addition now. You can play with the, you can play online and everything. So um, it looks like some of our people are going to go over to some of our people that are in our squad are going to go over to Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm saying that one right, and go over to that. That drops uh, August 28th of this year. There's a lot of good stuff about the Switch that people are saying it's their favorite console, and the stuff that I learned today. Uh, if I didn't have so much coming up in the next couple months, I would go. I would have gone and gotten one today. Uh, I mean, I seriously would have. Um, starting September, they have the uh, Nintendo Online. Basically, it's coming out to 2018, so they're having Nintendo, the Nintendo Online Store, or whatever coming out. Uh, and Nintendo Online is the same thing. Like I don't I think it's called Nintendo Online, but it's the same thing as like PSN, Xbox Live, except for. It's only twenty dollars a year, and so everybody goes. Oh, oh, nice! Yeah, everybody goes. That's great, but I guarantee you they're going to up it, and I guarantee you would pay for it after you after what I'm about to tell you. So what it is, um, this just it's just just awesome. So they have a uh, they got 20, 20 NES games coming out at first, and it's like Icebreaker, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, uh, and it's the regular Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong, you know, stuff like that, Mario Three, all the classic. Uh, almost like black box NES games and stuff. But yeah. but here here's the uh, kicker. They'll be online. So you can play two players online with other Switch users. That's awesome. Think about that for a second, okay? So now we got Contra. You know, hey, we're going to release Contra out there. If you want the third-party package. Yes. We're assuming they're going to go, you want third-party package, it's $30 or whatever. Can you imagine, though, Super Mario Kart for Super NES? Online, insane. That's awesome. Mario sixty four. Uh, I mean, a uh, Super Mario Kart sixty four. Wave Race. All these games online, which I would pay like a hundred dollars a year to play. Super that. Smash Brothers. Yeah, dude. that kind of stuff, man. I oh mean, my gosh, I mean that's that's off the chain right there. That I mean that drives me to mo- even more to want to get a Switch. It's it's ridiculous, and um, 
So uh, that's gonna that's on the horizon. That's on September 2018. That's when the NES games come out. I don't. They're gonna constantly add to it. They don't know. You know, there's no other like when's the Super Nintendo coming out? When's the 64? You you can expect that to come out. And then there's another unique feature. Um, they're talking about like Zelda. Zelda is one of the games too. So I, I say we get Zelda. I buy it or you buy it too, and you got a switch. I can play it, and then you can I can switch off the control to you and just watch you play it while I'm yeah you know it's just got the switch switching the control over and uh, just on a whim you know that's that's pretty cool you can just watch somebody else play and you want to take the control here I got yeah you, know, you, you have a, I'll watch you play it through the game and if you have a problem with that one part or something like that switch it to the guy that's better at it let him finish that part you know whatever yeah. it's just it's just a whole unique. Novelty I want to see how, it. yeah, I want to see how they pull that off because PlayStation tried to pull that off. I never used the feature. They technically have the feature to do that on the PlayStation Four, but I don't think it got widely adopted, and I don't think a lot of people use that. But like with all these old retro games, that'd be fantastic because I know there was parts that I played that I got past that you couldn't, and you got past parts that I couldn't, and vice versa. I mean, it's just one of those things where. You know, you handed the controller to your buddy. Said, "Hey, finish this section real quick." You know, because I can't get past it. I've died a billion times. So, I mean, that would be awesome. Yeah, one thing that they're doing um, that I kind I do like actually. I mean, a lot of people don't like it, but there's no voice chat capability on the Switch itself. You have to go through a, a app that they're going to release on your phone, so then you can chat. Uh, so some people are upset over it for the you know the adults and all this, but I like it. I don't get on the headset anyway unless I'm on a party usually. Not, not counting Monster Hunter where we play together, but um, yeah. if I'm playing Call of Duty, I won't even get on the headset usually. I'm about I'm about fifty fifty with that. You know, it's it's uh, when I game, I always have the volume muted on my TV and have my headset going. I've got an Astro A50s, and so I've got the great surround sound in them. So, and two, I play at night, so I don't want to disturb any of the people, anybody sleeping in the house. So, but as far as chat goes, my mic's a flip up for mute, flip down for talk. So I've always got it flipped up until somebody says something that I feel like I got to respond to. So, I mean, I'm kind of fifty-fifty on it because I've kind of gotten used to talking to people when I play games. But then again. You know, I go and play Assassin's Creed and lost five hours of my life when I thought that I was, you know, only playing for an hour and a half, just riding a freaking camel shooting stuff and never talking to anybody on that. So that's, you know, it it can kind of be, I think it's kind of a double-edged sword. They've got to be careful with that just because people are getting so used to talking to people while gaming. So, yeah, I go with an attendant. I mean, you got the, uh, you got the app. You can still talk. You just have to do it a different way. But, well, it just depends on how it. It depends on how cumbersome it is to use the app. If it's a pretty easy thing where it's just okay, turn your app on. Now you can talk to whoever with a headset. Then great, you know, no big, no big deal. But if it's like you got to do this to sync to here, to this to sync to that, you know, then you know it's just all in how they implement it. If they, as long as they don't do a big crazy thing where you have to do all these different codes to sync it because sometimes I know like when you log into different places especially on my phone I've got two factor authentication on almost everything so all the time when I log into something that I haven't logged into in a while I've got to go to my phone and put in code so I'm not I'm not I'm not knocking the idea of using your phone for it it's just how they implement it as long as they don't make it cumbersome I think it'd be okay yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine it's just going to be solely used for uh, chat and maybe used to push some Nintendo news here and there too, but uh, 
I think that's going to be an awesome thing, man. And, and all the new Switch stuff that's out. I mean, there's already like a handful of games I would get right off the bat. Mario versus oh, yeah. Rabbids and uh, Mario there's Odyssey. Super Mario. Yeah, Odyssey looks great. Um, uh, Breath of the Wild looks great. Yeah, already you mean, you've already on played it on Wii U. And then I'd but I mean, the, I'll probably get that Street Fighter after me and uh, Coach were talk, was talking about Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Street Fighter does look fun. Like, I've been contemplating getting it on PS4. I mean, there's a game right now called For Honor that's only 20 bucks on PS4 right now. It's basically medieval combat, and I've been debating on getting it before it goes off sale. Yeah, like so, that came out for free for the uh, PlayStation uh, Network at one point. That's how I got it. I hadn't played it yet. Did it? Yeah. Kind of must have missed that then. Yeah, because it, and I, and I almost bought the game. And I, and I just have to scroll through my library and I'm like, oh, I already got it. And, it, and I remember it, it came out for free. Because they were having a lot of problems with the uh, server yeah. and people cheating and stuff. And then they, they fixed it all and revamped it and released it, which is awesome for them to do that yeah. and take that care of the game. It's, it is. I mean, you don't, well, you don't see developers actually step in and do that kind of thing anymore. You know, usually if a game goes crap, they just kind of let it go crap until they release a DLC way down the road. Most people don't just jump in and handle stuff right off the bat. I mean, that's. That's the way that uh, Destiny's doing now. They're like, all right, fine, we're just going to let it slip until our next fix or whatever. Yeah, but never, once again, I'm it. just once again, I'm going to leave them alone until I do my fireside chat. Yeah, y'all, y'all are going to have fun with this one, with this fireside chat. So, what, was, what else you got for the news? So, another good one. Okay, so everybody knows that E3 is right around the corner. It happens early June everywhere. So, we're looking at we're about a month out from E3. So, we know a lot of games are going to. Be announced and dropped and all this great stuff. You know, we're going to hear all these fantastic things. You're probably going to see more about Red Dead Redemption 2 and just all kinds of other games. But Walmart Canada went a little on the goofy side and they accidentally (laughs) released unannounced E3 games. Oh, so Walmart. Come on. They, 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 they They released an ad that basically has... Uh, the games and it, and and when you pull it up, I, it's already on our Facebook page. It's on there. It's been on there for five hours. But when you pull it up, they, I mean, they literally have the list. I mean, you basically can see what they're going to talk about at E3 because it's like it's got them all, and it basically says, uh, let's see, yeah, I mean, it's got everything on there. It's Final just Fantasy crazy. Seven remake remake on there. Oh yes, it's on there. Oh good, they need to update that. Oh yeah, everybody's forgot. They about got. That. They got everything. Just Cause 4, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, uh, an Assassin's Creed title, the NBA's, uh, Tom Clancy's Division 2, uh, Grand Theft Auto stuff. Oh, Division uh, 2 could be cool. Borderlands 3. I mean, yeah. just it's just all... I mean, it's like, if you go and look at it, it, it you're going to be like, oh, this might actually be a good E3. And then also, too, there's supposed to be... I forgot who it was, but somebody's having a conference right before E3 at the conference center there at E3 in uh, L.A. or San Diego. I forget where they're at. But um, it's supposed to be announced, announcing some big stuff, so be prepared for that. A um, lot of rumors going around on Final Fantasy VII Remake right now. Uh, they're saying it's far off, but then there's rumors that it's going to drop the end of this year, first of next year. <laughs> no way, man. Uh, so, so we don't really know. You know, it's it's just like okay, what's going on? And, the, and once again, I posted another article on our Facebook page about it because it's pretty interesting li- uh, reading it too. Because it, uh, it's one of the developers that just recently got released from the game from developing on the game was like, oh yeah, they've got ton of stuff, and we did ton of the things for them, but they just wanted to go a different direction in it. So it sounds like the person that the the group the company that was mainly working on it for square enix 
wasn't developing at the pace they wanted, and so that's why things have changed, and they went and got new developers and everything like that. So we just hadn't seen anything. If it's coming out in six months, you know, you would think that you'd have some type of uh, some kind of trailer, other than just the original you, one that was what five years ago. Well, you would, but also too, look at Borderlands Three. There's rumors it's going to drop at the end of this year, and all we have is very small tidbits of it, just like Final Fantasy Seven. So. Could they be mm-hmm. in the same place? You know, there, it's the amount of content that you have for Borderlands Three is the same amount of content that you have for Final Fantasy Seven out right now. There's no difference between the two, and I actually would probably say that Final Fantasy Seven has a little more proof of how well the game's already built. Versus well, first, it's still just the, a rumor. Borderlands Three that it's going to come out at the end of the end of the year for Borderlands. I would be so I would be very surprised at that. Um, but two. Final Fantasy VII Remake was something that everybody's been wanting forever. So the hype train is in full force. Oh yeah, and you're gonna you're gonna closet this game and just treat it just like a normal release. I don't I don't think so. So I, I don't know. I just don't think they have enough. Either it's just enough different stuff to show, or they just. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Why, I don't pretend to know how to market, but I just think that something like that would be better off. Just hey, we're get, keeping everybody excited about it. I mean, why would you want to not do that? Well, I mean, to your point, the exact same thing they're doing with Borderlands 3. It's a very hyped game. There's a lot of people out there that wants Borderlands 3. It's just like when you start looking at uh, Grand Theft Auto. There's a ton of people that are clamoring for a new Grand Theft Auto. Now, granted, the Grand Theft Auto, they did a 5. They did a fantastic job with make, making it a viable game for a long time. I mean, it's been out, what, five years? And still, people are still playing the full out of that game? Yep, five years. I you think. know? How long is it, has it been since they've released a Borderlands? Yeah, but I mean, I'm just, I mean, the people played I mean, Borderlands on Xbox 360. That's when it first came out, and and Valve or whoever that is, 2K. Mm-hmm. That's just the way they do business. But it's completely different from a 20 year old game, 97, Final Fantasy 7, and everybody's been wanting. It and they were they already revealed it. Boom, here you go. And that's not like a sequel. You know what I'm saying? That's a standalone deal. Borderlands already has its following. They got their old games to, to fill in. Final Fantasy VII, boom, here it is. And then it's gone. And everybody's like, okay, is it going to get made or not? Oh, yeah, by the way, we'll, we'll get out this year, we promise. Well, can we see any of it? Nope. So that's kind of just a, I think it's, it, the, the, the Japanese marketing machine has done weirder things. I get it. There's oh, yeah. a lot of things I'm going to talk about here in a minute. But, uh, you know, it, it farewell could. But I, I'm going to be willing to bet. I'm going to say it's not coming out at the end of the year. Well, it probably isn't, too. I agree that way, too. But, you know, I have to say to you, to your points there, saying, you know, that, you know, um, Final Fantasy VII, 20-year-old game, yes, it is. But, God, it's got a following from all of your Final Fantasy people. It's not just limited to people that played Final Fantasy VII. It's, it's people throughout the entire thing. No, so I, I don't disagree so, at all. It's always so was, it's the only people that played Final Fantasy VII because if you hadn't played Final Fantasy VII, you just it's another Final Fantasy game. I love Final Fantasy; it's another game. But if you played Final Fantasy VII before, and that that spurred a lot of the uh, RPG, that basically uh, bolted the RPG uh, genre into existence. So that's people's very first experience for that. Those people are on a different level than people that just like Final Fantasy. I, I still think if I still think I think I still think you can do a direct comparison between Borderlands and Final Fantasy. I really do because 
yeah, Borderlands is a smaller group. You know, you only got two title, three titles for it. But with you know, you still got a mad, insane following with Borderlands as you do with that because Borderlands has got an amazing lore behind it. It's got a lot of stuff behind there. You're looking at the sirens there that you drag you into the lore. And it's all throughout all games. I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, just like in, just like in Final Fantasy, you have Chakaboo's Moggles and uh, summonings all throughout them that 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 are all throughout those games that that tie the games together that make the make people want to go back to those games to even see just those tidbits like that. So, I mean, I really feel like that you can do a comparison between the two. Well, a video game fan, and if you're a fan of Borderlands or Bioshock or um, Assassin's Creed, you can say that for every game. Uh, but I'm telling you, it's on a different level. The Final Fantasy original nostalgia, that's like saying Nintendo fans are on the same level uh as if, you, if you've played a Nintendo Switch, you're just as much of a fan of the Nintendo as people that grew up with the system. Well, I'm not knocking the, I'm not knocking the nostalgia part of it. I'm just saying that you could say that you could very easily say that Final Fantasy VII is not an isolated fan thing. It, it, you know, there's not isolation in just well, saying, I'm not saying that, that they're only fans. They're going to have the more devout fans for sure. So, well, anyway, I guess that's I guess that was one of our argument points. <laughs> So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump up, jump, since we're talking about kind of like things that the Japanese are doing, uh, Sega, and there's a book out, um, called Console Wars. If you haven't read it, it's pretty good. Uh, it's got a lot of good information on there. It's about the Super Nintendo and Sega Wars and how, um, Tom Klazinski, I think, uh, I might be messing his name up. I think it's Tom Klazinski took over as the head guy for Sega of America and tried to beat Nintendo. And he ended up, and they did. They got a bigger market share, uh, even when the Super Nintendo was out, and he did it with his his way to do it. Uh, and it talks about how he would go back to the, um, the Sega of Japan and ask for certain things, and they're like, no, they don't want to do it. And how the cultural differences are in there, and kind of how it hindered uh, his vision. Of course, it's just for his from his point of view. The dialogue in there is just made up. He has a general idea, and it's kind of terrible. It's almost like pretty humorous how terrible it is, but it is a good book. But kind of seeing this kind of stuff, um, it's kind of like no wonder Sega kind of fell off the wagon here after Dreamcast and this whole thing. But I use this to launch into the uh, the new uh, Sega console mini that's coming out. It's the, uh, it's the Mega Drive mini. Mm-hmm. And so the problem is they've already released the Sega Genesis Mini last year, and it's made by a company called At Games. And At Games is notoriously cheap, for lack of a better word. Um, so it, the music sounds weird. It's framed. You can't play Sonic in it because you're just skipping around while you're going around the loop-de-loop and so on and so forth. Uh, you can use your normal controllers. You can play video games, and there's emulators. It comes with... 80 games, but only like 21 of those are actual Sega games, and then you get stuff like chess, you know, checkers, <laughs> stuff like that, yeah. solitaire. <laughs> I don't know what all those type of games are, but they count those toward the 80. But they want to rival the Nintendo. You got a Nintendo console. It's just the stuff that they've done. I mean, the stuff that they do, it just doesn't make any sense. Like just navigating the menu. Just I love turning on the SNES Mini. And I hope Osvaldo Navarez loves turning on his SNES Mini who won the contest. He better. <laughs> and um, 
and scrolling through the menu. It's just fun to pick a game. It's just kind of a delight, you know. It's it's just a lot of fun to just kind of scroll through. It's kind of nostalgia just scrolling through. It is a pain instead of just the simple up and down arrows on the on the D pad. It's like B and C of the six button Sega controller to to, to go up and down. It's weird stuff like that that they do that just doesn't make sense. So uh, I'm going to argue for the Sega Mini, and I'm a Sega person. I I loved my Sega stuff in the back of the day. The problem with what happened was the fact that they farmed out the building of their Sega Mini that's that's out now. They farmed it out. Sega now is wanting to take control and build their own without at games involved whatsoever. They're wanting to build the console like they did back in the day, which we know Sega's been beating the ground so bad after the Dreamcast and everything that they got out of doing everything for a while and that they've slowly come back into the market. I really think that they honestly could do it a little better. Because, I mean, they let At Games do all, all control controlling of it. They basically licensed it out to them and said, hey, here you go, have fun with it. And it was yeah. crap. I was talking talking to my GameStop, uh, pers- uh, GameStop friend, and he's like, oh, yeah, we had those in stock. We had to send them back because they, they didn't sell. <laughs> they were just crap. They sent them, they sent them back because they didn't sell at all. I'm not going to be leery on that because I really think that Sega can put out a good product. They proved it. They proved it with the with the Genesis. They proved it with the 32X, with the Sega CD, with the Sega Saturn. You know, even the Dreamcast was a great system. It was just way beyond its yeah, time. They were killing it back yeah. in the 90s. But you know, now I they're mean, handing off, they handed off the Mini to at games again. They originally said, I want to do it, but now they're handed off to the Mini uh, to, the, to at games. And so unless they come out with a Saturn and Dreamcast, which I'm hearing that they rumblings about, a Saturn or Dreamcast Mini, they got to do it themselves. But they handed off that, the uh, just the regular one. That one. What is it? The Mini Drive. I never played the regular, the regular uh, Master the, Drive the mega, or whatever. Yeah, it was. Uh, the uh, Master yeah, System. Master System. I didn't play that original one either. I started with the Genesis, which I thought was kind of funny that you had the Master System and then the Genesis. And Genesis means beginning. So I just kind of laughed <laughs> at that. But my point but, is uh, about Sega doing weird stuff. Why do you keep handing this off? Your other one didn't sell. This one doesn't sell. Uh, why do you keep doing this? You're not going to compete. Nintendo has had made two must-have systems, and you just said yourself, GameStop had to turn theirs back in. Sega's in. I agree. If Sega made it themselves, it's going to be a better product. And 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 the guy said, you know, we want to get back in the hardware business. Whatever, whoever the main guy at Sega is now, mm-hmm. starting with just because of the success of the uh, of the um, SNES and NES Mini. So they want to do one now. And so do it, please. Everybody wants you to. Um, it would be awesome to have too many systems going to going to battle. But now, not if you give it to at games, you're gonna not sell it again. Yeah, and that's what I'm reading here. It looks like they're it looks like they're they're going back with at, at games some. Um, yep. But I mean it's just Good job, Sega. I just really hope that they don't do that. They are. So I don't know. It's just making me frustrated because the first time I read the article, read an article about it, they weren't going with yep. that game. They were doing it themselves. One. They were doing it themselves, and now I see this article that was uh, April eighteenth date. Um, the first article I read was late March, early April. So I'm just 
if they if they let at games into doing it then it's just going to be a failure i mean i will give them credit it at least looks like their original genesis i mean they showed a picture of it it's the original genesis that has the volume slider on the front and everything look great so we'll see what happens hopefully that they've learned their lesson but it looks like sega hasn't it looks like they're just like oh we'll farm it out again that took the uh, cartridge I just slot out too yep which is a smart move. I think they should. You shouldn't have that in there. I mean, look at the Nintendo Mini and the SNES Mini. Neither one of them have a cartridge slot, and they're fantastic little systems. But if they did, it'd be even better. Yes and no. Um, me, if 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 you're gonna give me a cartridge slot, just get let me go buy an old school Nintendo. Let me just go buy an old school SNES. No, you know, you don't get the HD capability, and if you don't have save states, if they allowed that to happen. And one thing that At Games is doing, though, that's kind of cool, is they're having that rewind. They have a rewind feature in the game. At any time in the game that you're playing, you can just rewind on the controller or whatever. Pause it, rewind, and it just rewinds your game. If you die, like I'm playing Mega Man or something, you can rewind mm. it. <laughs> Obviously not Mega Man on Sega, but yeah. uh, that's kind of cool. I think, um, is that coming out for, that's on the... Uh, I think that's on like the Mega Man Legacy game that you. I think you posted that uh, one of the Mega Man games that's coming out on cartridge or something for Switch. Yeah, yeah, for Switch. It's going to have the rewind feature. I think uh, if I read that well, correctly. Yeah, the cartridge that I posted about was is they're doing an anniversary edition of Mega Man X and Mega Man Two, I think. And they're putting new cartridges out. It's basically a new Nintendo cartridge and a new SNES cartridge. Yeah. And they're both like clear blue, and each one costs a hundred dollars a piece. Yeah, that's and a lot. nothing new and nothing new to the game. It's just the game re-released in this. Yeah. And so it's like, here you go. Here's you a new brand new cartridge. Now we're going to charge you a hundred dollars a piece for these. Yeah. That's... When, when if I'm not mistaken, you said that the carts now, if you go buy yeah, Mega uh, Man the original like ones, twenty five like, bucks now. It used to be way more. So Mega Man's have gone down. Ironically, I thought they would go up, but uh, some of Mega Man Five's I think still the most expensive one, and it's probably sixty bucks, fifty or sixty. Yeah, it's just it's, it's crazy. Um, let's see. I think that's all I got for the news, man. Did you got anything else with it? Uh, I'm looking. I've got a few other things. So, or at least I, th- I thought I did. Uh, let's see. Sorry guys, I'm having to use my phone as my device to give me my to give me my data and everything. Yeah, there's the cartridges. It's Mega Man 2 and Mega Man X, and they're blue cartridges. Um, the only thing I'm gonna add in, I guess, uh, I guess we'll just let it start to wind down from here. Is uh, just on the side note, uh, we've got uh, looks like Bill and Ted Three is gonna happen. <laughs> I want to bring I want to bring that up just because. I remember me and Hollywood going back to uh, going to Bill and Ted's bogus uh, was it bogus bogus journey, yep. and going to watch that in the theater together. And our buddy that lived next door to us, he was like, "Oh man, I want to see it." And we basically recited the entire movie for him and ruined it for him. I remember doing that and spoiling <laughs> it for him at his house. I don't remember it's any a- of that. So, uh, so that was that was I remember doing it because we were sitting in like uh, right you know he had the stairs that went up to his bedroom right above yeah, the, the house, garage, yeah. yeah. Well, he was sitting right there in that little foyer area right before the stairs, sitting on one of the benches, and we basically told him everything that happened in the movie, and he just got upset, went up the stairs, slammed the door, and walked off, and we left. <laughs> now so, I remember uh, going was, to trying to go see it in the movie movie theater. You say it like a southerner theater. 
I got called out <laughs> by a bunch of folks one time. I said theater, man. You would have thought I said something like uh, Yankees suck or something. But uh, <laughs> they all just jumped on me, dude. I was like, gosh, calm down. Oh what do gosh. you call it? Theater. Theater. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I remember going to see that with um, – or trying to go see the movie with my mom was taking me up there. I think it came out in, like, 91 or 2. It was – I think ninety two, and um, and I think it was sold out, or the movie wasn't working. You know, there's a lot of times in Jackson where the movie just like, hey, we having problems with our projector or whatever. So it's like, all right, well, and I was kind of bummed out, and I was like, well, hey, let's go rent the first one from Jitney Jungle, and uh, it's like, okay, yeah, we can go get that. And I said, yeah, I hadn't <laughs> seen that one yet, so we went and got that and watched that, and it was awesome. And. Uh, I Doing forgot like about Jitney Jungle. I forgot about Jitney Jungle having movies, but I remembered Super Value having movies. Do you remember Super Value having movies? I don't oh, they had the little tab things. They had movies way back in the day. It's oh, like when I wow. first moved to Forest. I remember that because I rented Land Before Time from there. That was the first time I saw Land Before Time. Yeah, I vaguely remember they had the little tab. It was yeah, like it was just card. right there. Yep. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so. Uh, one other thing I want to say before we get off to is I want to give a shout out to somebody that uh, you know I've been trying to help him get a little a little more viewers on his uh, YouTube channel. Been playing Monster Hunter World with him a lot. He actually holds a couple world records in Monster Hunter, so go check him out. It's grifted. I posted on there for him. Want to give him a little shout out just because he's doing a lot of work and. He's actually probably one of the best players right now that I know that plays with the hunting horn and Monster Hunter World. So it's a tough weapon to play with. He's created a YouTube page for it, and hopefully one day we'll have him and our other buddy Max on that they've set world records together. Um, so but who uh, is it? Griff? Grif- Grifted, yeah. G-R-I-F-F-T-E-D. Um, he holds some solo world records, and then him and Max together hold a few world records as well uh, in, in doubles. So go check them out. They've, they've, they've set some really cool... like so They've... They've got like, is it a sub two two minute kill on Rathalos together? Wow. Um, they're in. I mean, they're great, you know. And um, right now he's he's on the hunt to try to do a sub three minute uh, kill on Odegaren. Yeah. A solo, a solo, and all of these are, if I'm not mistaken, at least high rank, if not tempered. I think they're going tempered on those. So it's pretty. They, they do some pretty awesome stuff. Check them out. Um, we play with them pretty. Or I play with them pretty regularly. I know Hollywood's played with them some. So go check them out. Give them, give them, a, give them a subscribe. You know, it's free to subscribe to them on YouTube. Let's help. Let's help some of our other gamers in the community out as well, if we can, guys. Yeah, they seem like pretty cool people. Uh, I enjoy playing with them. And uh, they said they want to be on the uh, podcast at some point, right? They did. They did. They they seemed excited about it. And another good thing is, is for the most part, you know, when playing with them, uh, the conversation stays pretty clean, except for when we get really late into the night. Now, when we start hitting the 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning stuff, we do start getting a little silly. But, you know... They're another, they're another type of people that you can play with that are pretty clean, and I'm, I'm willing to bet that all of what Grifted has put on his YouTube page is clean and safe for um, all of our listeners to go listen to as well. So I didn't mention the uh, the uh, contest again, So because I, I think we, miss, we mentioned it on the Ready Player One. Uh, I think so. But see, people, some people didn't listen to that probably because it's got spoilers in it. So mm-hmm. the contest is... That if you can tell me 
the uh, first Genesis game, or the not the first, excuse me, the only Genesis game I own right now. That you get a free game. That's all you got to do. Uh, sent me a text or whatever, um, or not a text, but a, a message on social media, um, and just tell me what it is. And this goes for this is for the fans and people that we talk to online. Um, I would only say the people that are exempt from it are people that have been on the podcast, like Coach and Edgy. Yeah. Uh, but in yeah. Rev. But um, everybody else, just because we've played together on PlayStation and you listen to the podcast and you enjoy it, man, this is what this is what it's for. This is our reward to you. And in return, mm-hmm. uh, if you, you know, so don't feel bad about getting it, but in return, uh, once we send you the game, and just tell somebody, hey, here's where I got the game. I got it from this podcast or whatever that's what we're trying to do we want it to be kind of talked about that's kind of what we're getting for our money yeah shoot us a picture of you with the game you know or shoot us a picture of you starting up the game something that we can post back and put on the facebook page or put on instagram and share with our people just let let them know that we really do give stuff out and um if 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 osvaldo navarez is listening Dude, send us a picture of you playing your uh, playing your system, man. That'd be great for us to share with our listeners to let them know that hey, we're for real about this thing. We're gonna give stuff away. We're gonna get our listeners something to give back to them to say, hey, this is what we you know we appreciate you listening to us all the time. I believe so, uh, Osvaldo Navarez is listening just as much as I believe Final Fantasy VII is coming out at the end of the year. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's not, sad, man. He's not. That's listening, sad. I guarantee you. Uh, well, we know, we know he's not. Because I mean, he he even said that. Oh, I don't even remember entering that. That was one random thing that he did. So we we know he's not listening. You know, and we we hate to pick on you, but buddy, you know, he's not listening. You, so you won it. You won something that you that 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 people ch- talk a lot. So you're gonna get a little. We're, we're gonna have to give that. something else out like that. We're gonna we're, yeah. we are gonna go with some of the contests. Maybe even something bigger than that. Um, but the goal is just to get the podcast name out there, and uh, exactly, and we like giving stuff away like that yeah. for that reason. But it's just fun to fun to share some fun yeah. times with gamers, and particularly, I mean, Osvaldo and and he has kids and all this, so I'm glad that they get to experience that. We can share exactly. That. I just wish that he would probably tell somebody where he got it. Exactly. Go, oh, I don't know. I just entered a contest on Facebook. I mean, that's probably what yeah. it's going to be. That's that's all it's going to be. So it kind of. You know, it kind of fell flat on what we were trying to accomplish on that one, but you know that was the rules of the contest, and he played by the rules and won by the rules. So, yeah. so, so anyway, um, that's still out there. First Sega game, yeah. or sorry, I keep saying first. It was the first Sega game I bought since I started to collect. So that's why I get that from. So, but yeah. it's my only Sega game. I got another thing I'm thinking about giving away too, and I put it, I posted it on the uh, face on an Instagram where it's just those little video game coasters yeah it's just an NES game shaped coasters and it's like I don't know maybe six or seven or eight of them like they're shaped like a little cartridge they're flat like Duck Hunt Mario mm-hmm. just a fun thing that'll be that'll be a fun giveaway for something sim- something simple so I will say this if I go to my GameStop and they have a specific pop there, which is a pretty popular pop right now. It's uh, Hulk busting out of Hulkbuster armor. If they still have one of those, I will buy that and I will give it away on the podcast in some form or fashion. Cool. So, giving you that heads up if if they have one. I've got one in my personal collection, and if I see that they have, if they still have one left at the GameStop that I frequent, 
I'll pick it up. I'll bring it. I'll bring it in, and I will let it be a giveaway on this because it's an awesome looking pop. Go check it out online. It's actually pretty valuable pop too. So go check it out, and if I can get a hold of one, I will put that up for auction, or not for auction, but for a giveaway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I put a, it up for auction. If you listen to our podcast, you can bid on it. <laughs> I would I wouldn't be that cold so but yeah I definitely you know I definitely would like to give something like that away too because that's something that I like to do is collecting those pops so if I can find a pop like that and that that's pretty cool that's a little bit different out there then I would definitely do that for y'all all right cool well stay checking up uh checking up on us on the Facebook you get a lot of our news that we got here every day daily probably what three times a day you always post a new post uh, yeah, I've got it set to where my buffer is put pushing things out twice a day. If I see something really cool, I'll just auto-push it straight in. So there's at least two items a day going to our Facebook page. Um, anywhere from two to about five items a day you're going to see in news. So go check it out. Um, if you haven't liked us on Facebook, please like us on Facebook. Help us grow there. That that helps us grow our listener base as well. So go go like us on Facebook. Yeah, leave um, us a check review. Us out. Leave us a review on Facebook or uh, Podbean. Um, De- definitely, if you listen now, to us. So. Yeah, if you if you're listening, please leave us a review somewhere because it, it helps us grow. And the more we grow, the more we can do for you. So, all right, cool. Well, that'll do it. Appreciate you yep. guys uh, listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Take le- uh, t- uh, take care, guys. Later. Later.